on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 24 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant, and sitting across the table from me is... Cody Hager. Culture Shock Podcast is a podcast where we talk about life, culture, and everything in between. And this week, we will be looking at the past, present, and future of everything. We'll be answering the question, what has changed in the past 20 years? But first, Cody. Tyler. What's up? Uh, nothing much. Football's on and life is good. It is. This is a new recording setup for us that we've never done before. Yeah, this is a, this is a new one, even for us. We're sitting in my living room. It's 7.30 on a Thursday night. Right. We've got uh, the Bears-Packers first NFL game of the season on. Yep. Do you have any fantasy players in right now? Actually, oh, well, not in the game currently, but I do have, uh, what's the guy's name? Aaron? Not Aaron. Uh, what's his? Yeah, running back for uh, oh, yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's Aaron or not. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I really do. And we're sitting on Aaron the Jones. couch with our mic on a laundry hamper. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's a good setup tonight. Yep. I'm really excited about this episode, though. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be some good stuff. But before that, I got I got a fun fact, and I've got a question. Fun fact first. So we're on episode number 24. Yep. You know what that means? Uh, Jeff Gordon. That we've almost recorded for a full day. We have that much content on the internet through our podcast now. <laughs> Every episode is about an hour. <laughs> episode 24. Yeah. Full day of content out right now. We've wasted that much time on this. We, it, no, <laughs> wasted is a very loose term. Invested that so, much time. So, with this. that idea in mind, with 24 hours okay. in mind, I wanted to ask you the question. Yeah. What is one thing that you could do nonstop for 24 hours? What is something that you love that much that you believe you could do it for 24 hours? Hmm. That's a great question. It is, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I've been waiting for this one for like seven episodes. I've really thought about it. I don't know. Uh, this is tough because you can't pick. I would like to say I, I could read for 24 hours, but oh. I would be honestly, I'm bored. It's too much like sitting. But then my second answer would be play video games for 24 <laughs> hours. So that I can't use that excuse. Um, I don't know. I would probably have to say video video games. What video game you think? Would you go between some, or would you stick on one for? I would go between some. I, if I had friends around, I felt we could play, you know, Halo or FIFA or something like that. Like thinking back to middle school, high school days where we would play for, you know, hours. Ever, yes. I mean, you would start at six in the afternoon and end at six in the morning. Mountain Dew game fuel was the stuff <laughs> to keep you going through those. With some greasy pizza. Yes. Nothing better With, than the all-night Halo tournament. Yes, it would be so good. Okay, yeah. but do you think that you could snowboard for 24 hours? No, I couldn't snowboard for two hours right now. I mean, My like, legs are probably I'm done. I'm not thinking like 24 straight hours on the slope. Like a 24-hour session. Like you go, you snowboard for a little bit, go inside. You, you know, like just a normal day. If I had extended to twenty four hours, if I had a good at least four hour nap every ten twelve hours, I'll say twelve hours. Then yeah, I could do that. <laughs> That'd be exhausting. That would be because your legs get so tired. You need a full night's sleep, for, like really recuperate and a hot bath. And, Here's the real question. Yeah, could you podcast for twenty four hours? No, I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I I don't talk that much. If legit, so. <laughs> if we had like a whole lot of listeners and like we could live stream it, I would say. Let's do a 24-hour live stream podcast. Both of our wives would be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. True, they would not let us do it. (laughs) If they listened to this, they would be like, that is so dumb. I'm glad we don't have a lot of listeners yet. Or do we have a lot of listeners? Do we? Let us know if you're a listener by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. See that transition? You're learning. I'm so good at podcasting, but for real, please leave us a 
five-star review, and we're going to go ahead and plug our socials, which Tyler knows. Go. At Instagram, follow us at Culture Shock Podcast. Check us out on there. Give us a like or a follow. You can actually join the conversation with us there. Send us a DM. We'd love to talk to you about culture, life, and everything in between if you want. And then go to the Apple Store and give us a five-star review. We will read your review on the podcast. And we have something else that came in this week, Cody. Yeah, I saw them. What, what is it? It is some fancy, brand-new stickers. Some Culture Shock podcast stickers. They actually look really good. They do. I'm, you I'm, did a good job on this. I know. I'm, I'm really impressed by them. So we have eight podcast stickers that we want to give away to you guys. All you have to go and do is give us a five-star review written and then share it on your social media. It can be on an Instagram story. Tag us at Culture Shock Podcast. Do that. You get a free sticker. Yeah, and we will contact you via Instagram or whatever social media outlet when you tag us. But the requirement is five-star written review and that you share. Share it on slash, your social media. You have to tag us as well. Yes, so we know you have to tag us so we'll know. And we will contact you with your address. And we'll send it to you. No charge on you. First seven? First eight? First eight. We got eight of them. Eight I got one. Them. You got one. We're going to send the rest of them away. And if our wives want one, they have to leave a five-star review. My, my wife doesn't like stickers on her car. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm going to put mine on my laptop. Anyway, I, like my, my, I like stickers on my car, yeah. Mm-hmm. I only have two stickers on my car right now. Rebel Alliance Insignia. Yeah. Culture Shock Podcast. Yeah. That's what matters. Repping the true things. I know, right? So tonight, let's things. dive into the topic, Cody. We're going to be looking back to 2009 and then looking back even further to 1999. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It We've is. We've got a lot of stuff to look at. Yeah. So culture shifts year to year to year, especially mm-hmm. through decades. So we kind of want to look back at what culture was like in these these years. We, we both lived through 99 and 2009. So we want to talk about different technology, different media, just what life was like back in these years. So, Cody, if you had to jump in a time machine <laughs> and, and, and you just showed up in 1999, what do you picture oh, around you? The things I, I envision jumping out of my time machine in the... Year 1999. Yes. All right. That's what, that's what I asked. I see headlines. <laughs> I know I was repeating your question. I see headlines about Bill Clinton. Oh, okay. Okay. I see, well, currently, what is it, September? Yeah. It would be a presidential rate? No, 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 no. Would it? No, 2000 is a presidential race. Th- okay. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. But I would probably see headlines about Y2K. There'd be a lot of denim. Mm. Around, you know, they were coming out of that a little bit going into 2000, and uh, probably Britney Spears. Oh, good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that though. Yes, I'm really excited to dive into these. And if we jump back into 2009, Obama was just elect- elected president because 2008 was an election year. Or 2009, I thought you said 1999. No, 2009. Um, Nickelback would probably still be big. Tyler would have Justin Bieber hair. Yes, he would. So yeah. 2009 would be also a great time to jump into. 2009 in the was our sophomore year. We were, um, yes, we were, so catch this. Luke told me this the other day. Yeah. So we were always a, a grade above what year it was. So in 2007, we were in eighth grade. In okay. 2009, we were in 10th grade. Okay. I never thought of that. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I always, when people ask like what year I graduated, I have to think about it. 2011, <laughs> we were in 12th grade. Yeah. That's just a cool <laughs> little little nugget. We're so special. So yes, 2009, (laughs) we were both sophomores in high school. 1999, we were six years old. Yep. So that's kind of what we're looking at within it. Um, So let's just kind of go back and let's just talk through, you know, start with music. Yeah. So we're going to jump into the 90s first. We're going to stick with the 90s for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're jumping into the 90s, looking at all sorts of music. Now, do you remember much about 1999? Um, No. 
Because legitimately, minus the time machine, the things I actually remember were people talking about Y2K and a big um, New Year's party at the end of 1999. Okay, so our church had a... Like 1999 New Year's party, and they showed Left Behind at midnight. Amen. Yes. So that's amazing, isn't it? But if they showed it at midnight, you kind of made it. You know, you're like, you're okay. Yeah, I I think they showed it, like, it ended at midnight. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. That reminds me of Parks and Rec, where they're doing the thing. The resort? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where Ron's selling the little flutes. Yes, he's showing the flutes around that. 1999. Okay, anyway, we're we're back in our time machine. 1999. Um, Top. Songs on the charts. I looked this up on Billboard. We have Believe by Cher. I don't know. Number that. one Billboard for 1999. Okay. I don't know that song at all. Okay. No Scrubs by TLC. Mm, that was a, a good song. You know it? I mean, I, I, if I heard it, I'd say that's, that's No Scrubs. I have no idea what it is. You, you'd know it. Angel of Mine by Monica. Okay. I don't know if there's a last name there. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel, Whitney Houston featuring Faith Evans okay. and Kelly Price. That one sounds familiar, but I don't know it. Now, the last one, I feel like we all know. I feel like it's aged a little better yes. than all the other ones. Hit Me Baby, One More Time, Britney Spears. That's the stuff. That's the stuff right there. That really is, like, the best. And also, another album that came out in 1999. Yes. Enema of the State by Blink-182. So all the scene and punk kids were bumping around to all the small things in 1999. The 90s were all about, like, Creating the scene. Yeah, it really <laughs> was. Like, like, I think of 1999. I think of Tom DeLonge from Blink 182 with like, the really long like denim shorts. Yeah, no shirt, mm-hmm. and it's just big old sneakers. Like that's that's 1999 to me. So that's when they kind of started getting in their groove. Yeah, right? that was the a, a big deal for Blink was 1999. Yeah, um, well, I honestly don't remember much of the music from this whole time. I don't period. Either. I you mean, know, we were young, but still. And some of the big songs we know, like we just weren't big in the music yet. We yeah. we don't we didn't I don't remember a lot of stuff from 1999. No, we didn't listen to a, pop, a little pop radio. But even if we did, I was you know six years old. I might remember one or two songs. But baby, one more time. That one has stayed around for so. What Christian long. songs you think came out in 1999? Oh, I have no idea, but I'm sure there's some good Carmen ones that came out in 1999. This is probably the beginning of like CCM as we know it. This is probably Third Day and Casting Crown's seventh album that they released in 1999. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably the beginning of contemporary Christian music. It, yeah, this I guess year. it was around that time yeah. I wonder when the we need to really look up some of this but I'm thinking that 99 early 2000s era was when like DC Talk mm. kind of really got big mm-hmm. news like original newsboys pretty big you can probably hear me typing on the podcast right now because yeah. okay so do you remember the song that we sang a few episodes ago Die by Stephen Curtis Chapman 1999, 1999. yes um, some Michael W. Smith stuff I can only imagine Mercy Me it came out in 1999. Yes. That song has aged well. Man, isn't... Yeah, yeah it really has. Like, I mean... It's... Yeah. We wouldn't do it in church, but I mean, it's... They made a movie about it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Which so, is, that's, um, what, 17 years before? So a 17-year-old song, they made a movie about the writing of the... That's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So music, we don't have a lot of discussion on from 1999, but I want to talk about some of the movies yeah, from so 99. Looking up this, you know... When we grew up, you know, these movies came out when we were six or seven, whatever. And what's crazy to me is that the movies obviously end up lasting longer, but there were some massive movies that came out in 1999. So I'm just going to go down the list Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Mm, man, that's a great movie. Duh. That was the biggest movie of the year. Uh, then behind that, Sixth Sense. Okay. Fantastic. Who's the main actor in 
Bruce Willis? Yeah, Bruce Willis. And I won't give any more away than that. Um, Let's be dead people. Yep. Toy Story 2. Great movie. Right? We already talked about that. Mm. The Matrix also came out in 1989. Tarzan. And I'm just going to go down a few more. The Green Mile. Fight Club, Blair Witch Project, The Mummy, Iron Giant, The World Is Never Enough, 007. And those are just a few. That was a great year for movies. Fantastic year for movies. Like, I feel like movies kind of go through this phase looking at other years like 08, 07, and even 09 that we looked at a little bit. Like, they go through phases of just, they explode and then it kind of goes quiet for a while. Like, right before this was Titanic, I think, and that kind of time period. And the 90s were really good for big blockbuster movies anyway. Um, but, yeah, big movies. Very big movies. And I, one of the, the, the interesting things I was talking to you about with episode one is the way that technology has really changed. Is One of the things is the movie trailers. And we want to do an episode that's devoted solely to movie trailers. But now if there's a movie trailer that comes out, what do we do? Go to YouTube. Yeah. Go check it out. But in 1999, they didn't have YouTube. They couldn't just go find a movie. Uh, movie trailer. So the hype was so big around episode one that people literally would go and buy a movie ticket. I don't. I was trying to find the name of the movie, but I couldn't find it. They would buy a movie ticket to this movie, go and watch the trailer for episode one, and then a mass exodus of people would leave just so they could see that minute and a half of trailer of episode one. That's uh, that's just crazy to me. How I don't know. That's what the movies were like then. You couldn't get so excited about a movie because the trailer didn't exist. Yeah. That that's insane, and I forgot how like you would be surprised by Trevor going into a movie. Yeah, you know you would go, get to the movies there early, which people do it now, but you would intentionally do it if you like movies because yeah. you would want to see, see what's the trailers. Out. But now I go to a movie, I think I've seen that trailer, I've seen that trailer, I've seen that trailer because I'm always on YouTube watching those new movie trailers. I mean, I'm still excited every time. Like, yes, especially Star Wars trailer or whatever. But if it's what was the uh, Tom Cruise movie? It came out like six years ago. Was it a mission? Live, die, repeat. What was that? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow. I swear I saw that trailer twenty five times in theaters. Really? Yes, I was so tired of seeing it. Hey, that movie did. It did. I remember. I never saw the movie, but I got so turned off by seeing the trailer so many times. Really? Yeah. So that's a completely different topic for a different day. But nineteen ninety nine had some good movies. You want to stay in nineteen ninety nine for just a little bit more? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's talk about some of the video games that came out in 1999. I'm going to let you take lead on this because, well, you'll see why in a minute. But okay. go ahead. Um, you, you went and you actually found these video games that were out. Um, but some of them were big, most, most big? Were the most biggest, biggest for, Everest. For the Nintendo 64, uh, with a couple of the games being Mario Party. Mario Party 1. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes, that was on that, that blue cartridge game. for Nintendo sixty four. It was also on PS one as well, I believe. Yeah, and then Super Smash Bros was the most popular game of nineteen ninety nine. That's which that makes sense. I didn't play it that much, but I mean, you talk about Smash Bros like I feel like every other day. Yes, I mean, and like our it students, is your life. Yeah, I mean, I don't play it as much anymore, but our students at church love Smash Bros. We've been playing Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Switch, and they love it. But this was the original Smash for 64. And I remember some of the main characters. You got Pikachu, Kirby, uh, Mario, Luigi. Uh, I don't even know if Peach was in this one. Um, Fox, Captain Falcon. And that that was just a small roster of characters. And it was just such a good... Game and the Nintendo 64 was so revolutionary and one of my favorite systems of all time. And 1999 was peak 
and 64. Do you remember a lot of playing video games from 1999? I think it was 1999. I've got to really rack my brain on this, but um, I think me and my sister had been talking to my dad so much about, like, we wanted an N64. We wanted an yes. N64. And he was always like, sorry, guys. Like, we really can't afford it. Maybe wait till Christmas. And then one random day, he was really late getting home, which really wasn't all that um, abnormal. He worked pretty late. But he uh, was like, Cody, Angie, come here. And gave us this big box. We opened it. It was like a random day in May or something. Mm-hmm. Opened it up, and it was a brand new N64 mm-hmm. with, uh, oh, what was it? Super Mario. Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64. I can't remember. There may have been uh, Mario Kart, of course. Okay. And I think those were the only two games. And me and her, like, we went Crazy. Yes. Crazy. Like, you would have thought we would have just gotten both new cars or something at 16 years old. Like, it was insane how so, much we loved so that. So, the 64 came out in 1996. And I think I got one in 1998, around the time that Banjo-Kazooie came out in 1998, which was one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I love Banjo-Kazooie. But some of the other games that I was looking up as well, Donkey Kong 64. Um, what else did I see? Pokemon Snap came out in 1999. Uh, Tomb Raider game came out in 1999. Pokemon Gold and Silver 1999. Uh, so it was the second generation of Pokemon that year. Ooh, J- just a good year, 1999, for video games. It was... Video, I mean, th- we have a lot more video games coming out now, but I felt there was more quality around this time. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And now, I, you know, we talk about the differences between... Uh, 1999-09 and now but in, back in 99 once again if you wanted to play a new game or you wanted to buy a new game what would you do? You went to Blockbuster mm-hmm. and you rented it first yeah. yeah. and if you couldn't beat it within two and a half days mm-hmm. you had to go either rent it again which was kind of lame yeah. you know so like mom bad like I, I rented it I love it can you please buy it for me and games had such a replayability yes because it would release one game maybe every year at the, at the most yes. but probably not that often mm. So games had a ton of replayability. It was always like local multiplayer. And I'm it's just the difference between man. things now. Like, I feel like there was way better quality. You had to put time and effort into games. The local multiplayer, though, man. That's, oh, my gosh. That's so the art important. that's lost now. That was, those were the best moments. Yeah. But now, like, for Fortnite, you can't play more than one person on one screen. Which is a little ridiculous. It is. Split, uh, Dude, screen cheating. I remember friends always oh yelling at me gosh. for screen cheating. Yeah, why do they yell at you? Because you did it. I, I never, I actually was really good at not screen cheating, but whatever you say. Looking at this <laughs> list of 2009 video games gets me excited for when we finally do get there. Um, so some of the TV shows that came out in 1999, if you scroll down to the second page, that's yeah, where I, I have you. them. Um, you take mm. these. Uh, I'll, I'm going to let you take it. Well, one of the most important <coughs> Important shows of the past 50 years. The only show that Cody was Shut binging up. last week. The West Wing had mm. its first season start in 1999. Um, a lot of actually really important shows started this year. So that's really good that you listed all this. But West Wing, super important. Oh my gosh, Tower, you got to watch it. Uh, I'll, if you want to have any faith in America, I'll see if you I can watch West Wing. It it's day. fantastic, especially that first season. But also, The Sopranos had their first season. That's an HBO show, um, which I think when it released, that was one of the bigger HBO shows that really put HBO on the map. So it wasn't all that, like, you know, it was wildly or critically acclaimed, but not all that wildly mm-hmm. known. Widely known? Widely. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So, Sopranos first season, Futurama first season? Yeah. Man, that's just been around. I actually love Futurama. Really? I remember, like, it would come on the TV when I was younger. I thought it was stupid. But then in college, I gave it a shot. Shout out to Adam Dixon for <laughs> um, opening my eyes to it. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, but Friends, of course, was rocking and rolling at this season time. Season five, season six, they were in yeah. right then. Like the just the peak of friends. Yeah. Um first guy or first year of family guy. Um first year of uh, last year. Oh last year. I was like, that didn't sound yeah. right, but of home improvement. Yeah. Um that's a good show. Yeah. And then that last one. <laughs> you put this on here selfishly, but that was a year before the debut of Survivor. That's crazy. Dude, I remember that first season. <laughs> like I remember 2000 much more than 1999. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember uh, George Bush yeah. and the election, and I remember Survivor. Yes. It may have made more sense to do this in like 2020 and look back at 2010 and 2000. But we're not normal. Or we so. do it again next year. I yeah. mean, like legit, like things change every year. Yeah. So we could look back at it then. You just want to talk about Survivor in 2000. Basically. <laughs> um, so we'll look at technology and stuff in a little, little bit later. But I want to go back. I'm going to go to 2009 and talk through the same things we just talked about. Yeah. And sure. then we'll kind of look at phones and technology after we talk through all 2009. So one of the things I think it's important when we're looking at 2009, especially when we compare this to now, it's just a massive difference between those 10 years. I think the difference between the mid-90s and the mid-2000s may be one of the most profound differences. So you think there was a bigger cultural and technology change between 99 and 2009 than between 09 and 19? I would say cultural, yeah, across the board. Okay. Because of a few things. Of course, 9-11... Yes, that, okay. uh, that is very big. That changes Culturally, the culture yes. and the politics massively. Um, but also, yeah, the technology aspect of it and the fact that uh, you had a just completely different taste in music. Fashion had changed quite a bit, I'd yes. say, too. Um, we're going to get into the video games and, of course, the movie side of it. But I think it's just massive because of the technology, because it was in 2007. Yeah. Right? Where the iPhone was first introduced. It, it was. Yeah. And the iPhone cha- legitimately changed everything. And we're going to get to that when we talk through phones and talk about the, just the cultural and technolo- technological feat it was to create the iPhone and how it has changed the way that we communicate now. Yeah. But in 1999, they didn't, were nowhere close to having that technology. 2007, it changed everything. So Yeah, and one more thing I want to mention was that during this time, Facebook was really starting to ramp up. You yes. had social media really starting. Yes. So I would say on the whole, difference between 1999 and 2009, massive. Yes. Massive. Also, fun fact, I've been on Facebook since 2007. I think I have too. Dude, we are so old. I know, right? All right. Okay, sorry. Jumping into 2009, we're going to move forward in our time machine, mm. but we're still in the past. Uh, the top songs on the Billboard charts for 2009. I number love this one, one. <laughs> Boom Boom Pow, mm, Black that, Eyed Peas. The song just makes, gives you on the feels. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Got to get that. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Poker Face, Lady Gaga. Wow. Yep, and then number three, Just Dance. Lady Man, Gaga. Gaga was rolling. I think that album she released that year just, yeah. oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, I Got a Feeling, Black Eyed Peas, why are they on here twice? Wow. And then, real throwback, Love Story, Taylor she Swift. changed so much. Okay. In a decade. <laughs> biggest, biggest shift from 1999 to 2009 for Taylor Swift or 2009 to 2019 for Taylor Swift. 2009 to 2019. Definitely. You want to know who's, on been, who's been on reverse paths? <laughs> Is Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga. Lady yes. Gaga started off weird as mess. 
kind of how Taylor's going. Kind of how Taylor's going. Taylor started off as the most normal thing ever, and they completely switched wow. places. Because Lady Gaga is like all down to earth now. She is. And like did the movie and everything, and now Taylor's just getting weird. Hot take, I never saw the last song or whatever it was. It's not the last song. Last song is Miley Cyrus. Yep. That's a good movie, too. What movie, were, <laughs> what movie was it? I can't remember now. Oh, my gosh. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Uh, yes. Uh, this has nothing to do with our conversation. Uh, but not at all. It kind of does, a little bit, with how Lady Gaga has become normal. I, this is uh, A Star is Born. A Star is Born. That's oh, my gosh. Not the last song. Okay. Anyway, so those are our top five. Um, so let's just completely ignore that Black Eyed Peas are on this list and forget that ever happened. Yeah. And, yeah, Lady Gaga, though. But look at the difference between these. Um... I would say, I don't remember all those songs from 1999, but the little bit I do remember from the 90s, they didn't sound anything like the music you're getting in 2009. Yeah. Like, maybe Britney Spears started to introduce that really big, just kind of pop feel. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know if you can really compare the two. I feel like that's one of the bigger changes, is with music. What were you listening to in 2009? Oh, gosh. I know, I know that's putting you on the, on the spot a lot. No, no, no. Probably just switch foot and relax, okay? Okay. Yeah, I think those two. Like, 2009 was peak, literal peak all-time low for me. <laughs> that was peak all-time So low. their Nothing Personal <laughs> album came out, which yeah. had Weightless on it, mm-hmm. and that was whenever I really got into all-time low, was 2009. So 2009 was actually a big year in music for me. Um, so some of, the, some of the other stuff that I'm looking at Billboard Top 100 from 2009, number six was Right Round by Flo Rida. Ooh. Seven was I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. Catch this. Eight single ladies, Beyonce. Those last two songs have aged extremely well. Yes. Kanye Heartless was nine. Okay. That album will bump forever. Yes. 808s and Heartbreaks, one of the best of all time. Um, and then around that out, number 10, Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me. I'm surprised that one wasn't higher. I am too. I, I thought like it was better than Love bigger. Story. Um, the Climb, Miley Cyrus was that year. Um, best I ever had, Drake. Party. Miley in 10 years has went weird and back to normal. Yep. Sorry. Party in the USA, Miley. Hot and cold, Katy Perry. Um, Don't Trust Me, 303. That's kind of the stuff of 2009 that I remember. Okay, I do remember listening you know, like, to 303 at that time. That, that makes a lot more sense whenever I'm looking at more of the Billboard Top 100 than just the Top 5. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. If today was your last day, Nickelback, so... <laughs> Oh, that's not even a good song. Why is that up there? I know, right? Nickelback actually has some decent stuff. I don't love Nickelback at all, but yeah. Out of all the Nickelbacks, that, that's pretty bad. All right, so what movies came out in 2009? Did you actually put these down anywhere? Did you find them? Uh, yeah, so the easiest thing is to look at just the wiki articles of this, because they kind of have all the movies okay. um, listed as far as what came got out in 2009. I got it pulled up. I remember a lot of 07, 08... Because um, I think 08 was Dark Knight. Dark Knight was 08. And Iron Man came out in 08 as well. Correct. Right? So I remember 08, but I don't remember uh, 2009 as well. But then, of course, the big one for 2009 <laughs> is Avatar. Are you looking at the same wiki article I am? I'm sure That I worldwide am. gross just like... Yeah. It, it dwarfs. It more than doubles the Half-Blood Prince. Almost triples it. Yeah. Really close to tripling it. Yeah. Which is just insane which how is, well that movie did. Which is also crazy that the sixth Harry Potter movie came out in 09. Is that the sixth one? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty far along in the in the saga, really. After she released the books, they became so popular. Like, they made a movie within two or three years of the book release, I think. Um, yeah, they... they which is she was still writing crazy. as they were making them. Well, yeah, 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 as she finished the book. So, that was crazy. But, yeah, so we have Avatar at number one. 
worldwide gross at almost $2.8 billion. Unreal. Yep. Um, Harry Potter the Half-Blood Prince at number two. Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs? Weird. It gets even better. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is number okay. four. 2012, that came out in 2009. I watched 2012 the day after the world was supposed to end in 2012. No joke. Wow. You survived. You're yeah. a survivor. Yes. Um, and then we have Up from Disney, which is fantastic. The Twilight Saga New Moon. Sherlock Holmes, Angels and Demons, The Hangover. It was kind of an odd year for film. It was. It wasn't yeah. like it, Avatar, big. Another Harry Potter movie out of the eight, that's not a lot. But besides, I mean, in Up, really. And The Hangover for comedy. Yeah. But nothing just like crazy. Yeah, no. I, I don't think there was anything that really jumped out uh, to me other than Avatar. Oh, was this the year that Slumdog won Best Picture? I don't know. Was it? That's what it looks like looking at the bottom of this this wiki. Um, well, if this was the Academy Awards, a lot of times they do it at the very beginning of the year, so it's kind of the year before okay. as well. Yeah. Um, I think Inglorious Bastards came out in It did. I remember seeing that as well. Uh, so that's another really, really good movie. The yeah. Blind Side as well. So there were some other good ones hidden in there. Um, I think The Hurt Locker. No, that came out in 08. So, um, some good stuff, yeah. but overall, Avatar just kind of stole the show. It definitely did. Those 3D movies. But once again, look at the difference between 99 and 2009 as far as movies go. We had some great ones in 99, and this kind of comes back to, you know, quality over quantity or yes. over, like, Flash. Yeah. But The Phantom Menace was a work of, like, computer-generated art. It really was. When it came out. Yeah. But then you have Avatar just 10 years later. Yeah. With full 3D wow. effects, completely animated with like face tracking, which was also after kind of the big revolution of that in yeah. Lord of the Rings, which came out in 02 and 03. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, that's a big jump. It's a big jump. That, that's all I'm saying. But big jump. I will say the animation, like for animated movies, like Toy Story 2, was very ahead of its time in 1999. Yeah. With that's Toy true. Story 2. That's Pixar true. was very ahead of that. Yeah. That's very true, because Toy Story 1 came out in 95? 96. 96. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but that was just revolutionary, too. Yeah. So. Um, and then, uh, last, uh, we've got two more things to look at in 2009. Video games. Some of these are some, are some good things. So we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, mm. Batman Arkham Asylum, Super Mario Bros. Wii, Assassin's Creed 2, Left 4 Dead 2, <laughs> and then this was whenever we were between... Uh, PS3 and Xbox 360, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I don't remember when the PS3 exactly came out, but I know the Xbox 360 was banging. Um, yeah. So, two two more games that came out this year as well. Borderlands, we were talking about that just a few minutes ago. And then Halo 3 ODST. Did you ever play the ODST? I did. It wasn't the greatest. No, it wasn't. It was kind of fun. I think they first had the DMR then. Um, yes, that was when the DMR came out. Was so um, I did really like that gun, but yeah. other than that. Yeah. So it was a pretty good year for video games. I remember Modern Warfare. I just feel like video game releases were bigger then with Modern Warfare 2 coming out. That I, was one of the biggest dude, Call of Duty releases. I mean, I just remember kids talking about going and like skipping days of school to go get the game. Um just unreal. Yeah, it was a little insane. Um, let's look at TV for 2009 because this was actually a pretty big time for you know TV in general. This is when you also start to have kind of that shift to 
I think streaming, high-speed internet started to become a little bit more universal for people. Yes. So, you know, streaming may have just really started, but you had the second year of Breaking Bad coming out. Which Never was, watched Breaking Bad a lot. No, but it is a, a you know, well-known, fantastic show. Uh, season five of The Office, which was actually one of the best seasons and probably when their ratings were the highest. So The Office was probably winning a lot of stuff. Uh, then first year of Parks and Rec, which is really big. It's almost like a spinoff. You know, of the yes, office. it really was. So that shows how popular, um, you know, the office was. Glee, for sure. Well, Glee. Did you ever watch that? No, but it, it was big in high school. I mean, I, the kids in high school loved it. Yeah, a sixth season of How I Met Your Mother. So I mean, I picked that because it was one of my favorite shows. <clears throat> and then this was also the second season of Big Bang Theory, which is coming to a close this year. So not a lot of stuff was starting this year besides Parks and Rec and Glee. Big Bang, really. though, man. That is just such a big show, like, still. It's crazy how well that show did. I remember watching it a couple times, like, way back when in high school. I was like, okay, this is this is kind of funny, but I don't really, you know, I didn't care for it that much. I never loved it. No, not at all. So, interesting. Um, but some big shows, big, like, sitcoms. Yes. And this is, I think, the last kind of pusher that of that before we start really getting into streaming. Yes, for sure. Um, and then looking back at kind of cell phones and how that has really changed over the course of the past 20 years, this was the original inception of this thought of looking back in the past is how phones have changed. What is, what is your biggest takeaway thinking about phones and that change? Um, I mean, phones, technology, we could talk about that for probably a whole episode of just the the big difference but I remember in 99 oh gosh as far as portable technology you had a pager right like yeah had a pager. they had cell phones but it was essentially a brick I want to say I never I never remember meeting anyone that had a cell phone in 1999 my dad had a car phone um, car phone the, the Nokia yeah. 3310 was released in 1999 Oh, boy. If you want to come look at it on Oh, that. I see it. Yeah, that was... One of the original Nokias. That's know? not that bad, though. Like, no. But you could make calls, and that was essentially it. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, but that, the difference between that and then 09, where you had the iPhone 3GS? 3GS came out in 2009, correct. So, they had 3G coverage. Um, this was when the App Store still really started exploding. Do you Fun remember? Fun fact, my dad still uses a 3G. No, he does Not a 3GS, a 3G. He uses a cell phone that's over 10 years old. Yes. That's impressive. It's amazing. It's on iOS like 3 or something. That's, that's but difficult. These are some of the phones that were out in 09, if you want to look over here. The yeah. Nokia N900, which is a slide phone. Uh, the Motorola Droid. The Nokia that had a big keyboard on it. Nokia was killing it, man. Uh, the Sony Ericsson. I do remember that phone. A BlackBerry. Of course. HTC HD2 was... I remember somebody had an HTC phone, and I was like, man, you were awesome. But now Oh, just, I do remember those. Yeah. But this is... Heath and I were talking about this the other day. He was on our Africa podcast. But he was talking about how much fun it used to be to go to a cell phone and kind of do cell phone shopping. Yeah. You got to actually pick out a phone. But now it's like, hmm, what's Apple making this year? I know. I know. It, and this is a good time for this episode. I guess we wanted to talk about it because they're about to release the September you know, September 10th is their keynote. I was looking at it just a few minutes ago. So the so iPhone 11, Tuesday. right? Yes. Yeah. And it's going to have like three different cameras on it and like well, actually four different cameras if you count the front. Yeah. So it's just insane what's changed since then. I remember with iPhones, you could take a picture, I think, with the 3G. Yeah. And that was kind of the big selling point. Very low megapixels. Oh, like two, yeah. maybe. But it was just, it was crazy, the difference between them. Do you remember what phone you had back then? Uh, 2009. 
I can't remember the name of it. It was a very it was a touchscreen phone. Ah, I don't, it was a touchscreen phone. It was touchscreen in two thousand nine. Wow, I don't remember what phone I had back then, but I do remember I knew someone who had a three GS when it came out. I was like, oh my gosh, because I think I had a normal flip phone and then a. Uh, iPad or iPod Touch, and you a, carried both of them. I got an iPhone 3G in 2010. Man, you were fancy. I was. Wow. I'm, oh, I really wish I could remember the name of that phone, but it's really hard to look up old phones and that like because I just can't remember the name of it. I can't either. But regardless, the difference between you know technology in '99 and 2009, I think, is the biggest jump. Yeah. Because if you think about the difference between '09 and now, we've added a lot of stuff, but it's just. The, it's yeah. the same basic form factor still for the iPhone. It is, a but screen still phone so with a camera different than it was. It is. I agree with that. Like even like data rates and like the, how fast you can download stuff. It, it's just technology is just shifting so fast. And I do I do agree that from 1999 to 2009 was bigger. But looking at what the iPhone 11 is going to be and then trying to use iPhone 3GS, it's just yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a completely be different fun. world. Like, go back to an iPhone 3GS for a day. No. See if you can that'd do it. That would be awful. I think I watched a video <laughs> on that. That would be, be a fun challenge. Oh, to that do. would be tough. I'd be done to do it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing you have on here is streaming versus Blockbuster. Yeah. Big difference between the past 20 years. Very, very big difference because Blockbuster, of course, was like bumping in 99. Yes. Right? And even through the And 2000s, movie gallery. And movie gallery, oh yeah, and then when I remember when Netflix even introduced, you know what they were doing, where you just stay home, you pick your movie, and you get the DVD sent to you. We talked about this last week. Yeah, we did yeah. a little bit, but that was like revolutionary in and of itself. It was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, that's gonna kill Blockbuster. <laughs> like, <laughs> not the fact that they are gonna put every single one of those movies online. Yes, and you just get to stream them. So yeah, that's a massive difference. And even like watching TV as well. Yeah. And even in 2009, if you wanted to watch a game, you had to record it at home or, mm-hmm. like, you had to be there for that game. Yeah. But now, no matter where I am, I've got my game right here on my phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have a middle school beach retreat this week, next weekend, and I'll be able to watch whatever football game I want to with the palm of my hand. Yeah. It's really changed the way people, you know, you can do anything at any point, And yeah. you can just take your phone with you. Yeah. And still be, you know, wherever. You can FaceTime, all this stuff that's just been yeah. changed a lot. We so. just... we. And we can't really disconnect from anything anymore either because, like, our work is with us at our phone. Everything is with us at our phone. I found myself today, like, I had a, a bunch of different meetings. They all lasted a long time, so I didn't really have time to do, sit down at my desk and work on stuff. Yeah. So I found myself in between meetings as I was walking, sending emails, like, doing work, making calls, and, like, waiting before I went to another meeting to finish it. So, like, I never had to go back to my office. It was nice, but at the same time, I felt like I was on... All day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that you couldn't do, really. In 2009, you probably could have. But in 1999, you definitely couldn't have. No, you not in 99. But 2009, especially the BlackBerry time where they had the keyboard on it, you know, you could just type away a little email. That was the main thing. People were able to email each other. Yes. You know, and that was a big deal. Anyway, we're, we're talking too much about emailing Blackberries. <laughs> um, so, we, we've talked about the past a lot. Last thing before we get into Watch a Bingen, what do you foresee in 10 years? We've got to look into our crystal, crystal ball. Crystal ball of the yes, future. What do we see? Yes. Um, I will have a 10-year-old son. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. 
Yeah. I'll have a... I have, a, I have an 11 year old. I'll have a nine year old. Yeah. It's weird. Oh. So what's, what, what's technology going to be like? Not our family lives, but technology, yeah. movies. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, that's a tough one. I think movies are still going to be like the bigger money aspect full of, of media. Like I think movies are never going to go away. Yeah. I think you're still going to see that streaming is going to take like a 50-50 share of everything. Okay. People are still going to go out to the movies. People are still going to sit down on their TVs and watch shows that come on the big networks. Yeah. But streaming is going to be at least 50-50. It's almost there now, I yes. think. So, um, but as far as like awards and stuff, they're going to just start making more premium content. But I think even find a way to release it. Like Netflix has actually went back. Do you see this with some shows where they're going back to a week-to-week release on yeah. like Fridays? Okay. So Netflix is? Netflix, yeah. With a couple of shows, specifically with like Great British Baking Show. Okay, I didn't um, know they were doing things that. like that. Which that's not a Netflix original, so that may be on the release schedule of the show. But regardless, I think I'll go back to some kind of release schedule where everyone can. Sit do you down like and watch the release it. schedule compared to Dump It All? I do. I think with Mandalorian, they're doing a release schedule. They are. I actually, we I were talking I, about that the other week. And we didn't are. know for sure. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up the other day and I saw that episode one drops on the 12th, but then episode two drops on the 19th. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a week to week, which I, I'm excited about I that. I think it's good. It gives you time to breathe, to think about it, you know. Yeah. And it gives them time to actually program those little things in between. Yes. Um, so anyway, streaming will still definitely be there. Movies are going to be awesome. I wonder where Marvel's going to be at, at that point and what and Star, Star Wars, Wars is going to be yeah, at that's that point. Yeah, that's the two big things. Yeah. We'll be on iPhone 20. Oh, my gosh. iPhone 21, 20. I may just stick with my iPhone 8. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm getting an iPhone 11. Like You're going for it. My, my phone barely charges now. I have to like wiggle it and get it just right. Yeah. And not move it after that. Dude, when you get that wireless charger, it changes oh, your Oh, do life. you have a wireless charger? Yeah, mine's wireless. You Ooh, just I'm gonna, drop it on. I'm gonna be jumping on that whenever it happens. Um, but twenty twenty nine, do you think we'll have like actual like VR, like AI like from our phones, kind of like Star Warsy projections and those types of things in 10 years? I think in 10 years they may start to become mainstream, but I just don't know what the like what the advantage would be. I don't either. I, because, and I know people say that every year, but what, where else can we go forward? I, I guess, but what is the need for it? Because on your phones, what do you look at with some text and just pictures? You're not watching any 3D video. It would be cool. Yeah. But I feel like it's always just going to be a novelty yeah, thing. I agree. Like, even when... Like Apple tries to do little gimmicks and stuff, and people just want to go back to what's basic. Yeah, like in a hundred years ago, people thought we would have flying cars for sure, you know, by now or fifty years ago, whatever. But now we just want cars that don't run on gasoline. Yes. Like <laughs> you want to keep the same basic idea because it works so well. Like an iPhone, it's worked for ten years and it'll probably work for another. Man, I, it's gonna be interesting to see where we're at in ten years. I wonder where music's gonna be. It's hard to tell who who pops up in music. Uh, Billy Eilish will only be like twenty seven. <laughs> Which oh, is weird to think about. She'll be a year older than we are now. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. There's just... Yeah. You never know with music. We didn't music even really talk about like direction. music or movies now because it's now and people know what it is. Hopefully. And it's easier to look back on it and see what's kind of last. Exactly. Than, uh, and I don't really know what's hot in music right now. Uh, Post Malone just dropped a new song. Oh, I saw that. Circles. It's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. I. The past has been good. It's awesome to look back at these things, but I'm excited about what is to come. Maybe uh, in the future, Halo Infinite will be released by 20. I really hope so. <laughs> 29. Xbox console. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, before we head out, Cody, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What's you binging? 
Well, Tyler, recently I have been re-binging. Re- oh, that's re-binging. The, I guess the first re-binge I've heard in yeah. what you're binging. I'm, I'm very much a re-binger-er. You know, I go back and watch things again and again. But re-binging on Jack Ryan, uh, the Amazon series. I don't know yeah. if I've ever mentioned it. Maybe I have. Um, but Jack Ryan, uh, I read the books actually starting a few years ago before the show ever came out. Um, I got started with Patriot Games, which I could wholeheartedly recommend. That go- that book is actually pretty good, um, written by Tom Clancy. So anyway, I read the books a while back, and I've always been interested in the characters. Kind of just and John Krasinski's the best. Yeah, he plays the role pretty well. It- it's anyway. I've just been going back and rewatching it because season two's coming out soon. Oh, um, I think we just saw a preview for it on TV. Uh, yeah, I just saw it up there. I don't know if they released because they've been keeping really quiet on when they're going to actually okay. release it. So hopefully that'll come out this fall. So I've been re-binging that. Um, I'm listening to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Probably re-binging that too. Just oh, I was I was looking at those. It's gonna be a part of my binging. I was looking at the Harry Potter books in Audible. I was thinking about grabbing one. Uh, they're good. Okay. I mean, it, those stories just suck you in. The, I know the pacing in the books is the same as the movies. Like you never get bored. There are some books where I start. I'm just like listening to a book can be hard, honestly. Yeah, when it's like 30 hours. But yeah, Harry Potter's always been uh, really good pacing. Um, so listening to that, and I'm about to finish my Bible reading plan. So Ooh. I need some uh, <coughs> I need some recommendations on that. I've been doing the using the Dwell app that Brandon recommended to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like a Bible listening plan. Yeah, I like it. Which you can do on the Bible app as well. You can, which. I forgot. I I did the seven day free trial on Dwell, mm-hmm. and then it charged me thirty dollars. Thirty for a year. See, I, you can do it for free I on know, the Bible app. I and know. Sarah and I do it all the time. It is really nice, but I do have to go back and spend some time actually, actually read it to reading because yeah. it's very passive. Yeah. So, Tyler, what have you been binging? All right. So you you may see mine on there, and you're like, "What is he talking about?" Oh, I got you. So this past week we were in. Um, we were in North Georgia, seeing some family and hanging out, doing a fantasy draft, seeing everybody. And we were with our buddy Garrett, and uh, he, he was going to pick this movie. Because him and his fiance wanted to see it. Picked Forty Seven Meters Down, Uncaged. Is that the shark movie? Okay, that's not the true story of the miners. No, so. no, no, no. You know how I usually have like a very big stamp of approval on most movies. Yeah, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Like. Top ten or top five, it's up there. I hated every minute of it. Why? It was so acting was atrocious. There was no story. Legitimately, fifteen jump scares, and I hate jump scares in movies. Whenever the movie's not scary, all they have is a jump scare. I hated every single second of the movie. I could not recommend like not not recommend it more. <laughs> and the people I watched it with, they, they were like, "Oh, it wasn't bad." So Garrett thought it wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh my but gosh. He, but he thought Aqua like he loved this way more than Aquaman though. And I saw Aquaman with him in the same theater. And he didn't like Aquaman as I didn't think Aquaman was that good. It wasn't that great, but it was way better than this stupid forty seven meters down movie. Yeah. I hated it. Alright. So get, don't recommend that. Getting past that. Um and I've been listening to the new Master and Apprentice audiobook. Oh yeah. Obi Wan and and uh What's his name? Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. So I started that this morning. Star Wars books are just so well done audibly. Do they do them the same way as the Thrawn one? Dude, they do everything within it. Like the they had the the sound effects and they had the music doing it. And he changes his voice and he sounds almost like Liam Neeson when he talks. Really? And Ewan McGregor whenever he talks. And then do you remember the thing that Obi-Wan wrote in episode three whenever he was falling off the mountain? 
Yeah. They, the, yeah, yeah. They have that, that they have that sound effect in there because they were riding one in the movie or in the wow. book. It's just so. It is like a movie just. It on, is. It's so right. well yeah. done. But I have, and then I'm also going to be starting Monster Hunter World on Xbox One tomorrow through Xbox Game Pass. Shout out sponsors. Shout out Xbox. Game Pass. Um, and then I, I do have a question on top of that. I need two audiobooks. I've got two Audible credits right now, and I need a good audiobook to listen to. Does Elizabeth not want to listen to one? I keep on trying to get her to find one, but she just won't go get one. Hmm. So, so these are Audible credits. You can use them on any. On literally thing. any book. I thought about it, but it's too long, and like I'll never finish it. I'm going to see the second part in theaters in a week, so... Okay, well, I have to recommend... Yeah, don't look at my Audible library. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Stop. Um, I have to recommend Red Rising. It's just my, like, contractual obligation. I looked at it, and I listened to the sample, and I didn't love the dude's voice. What what kind of accent was he talking with? It's the one that you have on there. No, what kind of accent was he talking with? I don't remember. Irish or British? I don't remember. That's an important distinction for the book. Anyway... Do I want Irish or British? Well... I can't. It's a part of the story. Oh, okay. So, um, regardless, okay. yeah, I will say it's a slower start, um, but once you get past the first third, you speak. So the it. first seven hours, uh, a little more than that. Oh, but gosh. anyway, um, I don't know because all these are just I think good books in general. Uh, I don't know, Tower, because for you, you're kind of a more difficult one. You want something a little lighter. Yes. You know, like, I like kind of more of these heavy books. Like I would say if you have a good Audible credit, pick a Stephen King book because they're going to be really long and yeah. you're going to take some time getting That's through all, them. I may get it and just have it on there. I'm really intrigued by the whole story of it recently. I don't know why. I think if you are really intrigued by it, I think you should jump on it, the, the book. Yeah. Because Stephen King is a, is a good writer. It takes a lot of time still, but he's still a captivating writer. And it's not going to be jump scares in a book, obviously, in the yeah. same type of way. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot more of the psychological aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. And I think you'd enjoy it if you care at all about it. I may, I may do it. Uh, and then I'll still have one more left. I may grab a yeah. Harry Potter book or Red Rising. It's kind of what I'm between right now. Yeah, I don't know. I would just say branch out. Like, get on. I'm bad at branching out. I know that. Yeah, I know you, and you're That's not why good I have at a lot it. of Star Wars books on my Audible. See, okay, so the best thing is just to get have some time. Go on Amazon on the browser. I do it a lot. And look at the just top go books. down. No, not the top books. Okay. Go to the books that you like, okay. and then go through and just see what they recommend. Or like what other people listen to, and just go from there and start reading the descriptions. I've spent hours doing that, but found some of the best books. Yeah. And that's how I found Red Rising. That's okay. how I found uh, some other series that I really like. Yeah. Um, so, well, there's there's you some advice, listener, and there's be some advice for getting an audiobook. So good. <laughs> but I think that's all the time we have for you this week on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.